You're tuning in to the Wild, Weird, and Sometimes Normal podcast. If you have a story or a guest recommendation that you think others need to hear, email me at wildweirdandsometimesnormal at gmail.com. Let's get this started. Alex and Brett, kick it! Wild. And sometimes normal. On this episode, I'm joined by David Weiss. Dave has been the host of many podcasts over the years. I first found him on the Health Rangers Network with Patricia Steer doing the Truth is Stranger Than Lies podcast. Then Dave went over to Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole with Tim Rothschild and Mike Cannon. That show was awesome, and I was always disappointed they didn't sell merch because I needed a t-shirt with that logo. Towards the end of that series, Dave began talking a lot about the flat earth. Tim was indifferent about it, and Mike was furious. The show fizzled out, and then I found Dave on the Flat Earth Podcast sometime later. The show would air every few weeks, then every few months, and then every few years. Dave swears it's still going on, though. Anyway, I talked with Dave. And we discuss all things, well, flat Earth. We talk interesting flight paths, NASA inaccuracies, flat Earth proofs, and why we're being deceived. Wherever you fall on the topic, I think Dave is a great guest. He answered all of my questions and followed up to see if I had more. Listen to this episode, find Dave's older podcast, and check out his links below. Let him know you heard him on Wild and Weird. Enjoy the show. Are you looking to buy a home in New Jersey, escape the city, and move to the suburbs? Finally purchase a vacation home on the lake or down the shore? Maybe you're one of the lucky ones who are retiring and moving out of state. If so, let me help you. Keller Williams and the Real Estate Professional Group have what you need to make your goals come true. Reach out and have a conversation with someone who will put you first. Contact Brian McCoach at 856-321-1212 or email McCoach at kw.com. Are you looking for CBD for your pet? My friends at Pure Pet Wellness have what you need. They use the highest quality ingredients. While other companies may use synthetic oils in their CBD, Pure Pet Wellness uses organic ingredients. Organically grown hemp, organic coconut oil, organic shea butter, organic beeswax, and that's just to name a few. A family-owned and operated company that also offers fast shipping. Go to purepetwellness.com for all your pet's CBD needs and use the discount code WILD and WEIRD at checkout. That's wild, A-N-D, weird. Treat your animal right. Go to purepetwellness.com. So you, you've been listening to me since I was on with the, the Health Ranger Network with Patricia. Yeah. So I'd listen to like Bill Simmons on sports, but I was like, you know, like aliens or the moon landing or something. I'm like, all right, where's conspiracies? Where cons- where's conspiracies? And I found you and Patricia on with uh, the Health Ranger, Mike, Mike Adams, right? Uh, so I did that. Yeah, yeah. And then through some more digging, then I found you the deep inside the rabbit hole podcast itself with uh, with Mike and Tim, and I, I listened to I listened to all of those too, and they were great. You've been listening to me that for that long, but in your booking, you wrote, "I have a cho- I have a question." It says, "Is think there's this flat, a globe, or not sure?" And you put, "Not sure." I, not sure. I you know I I've listened. I you know what I've even listened. You have sure. the longest running podcast that has the fewest consecutive episodes, like the biggest gaps. 
<laughs> is the Flat Earth Podcast still happening? Is that still a thing? Of course it's still happening. We've just had a two and a half year gap. Okay. Right. So yeah, I've yeah. listened to all of those too. So, I am still not sure though. I don't know. All right. I, so we're we're, we're going to take care of that today. But um, yep. as far as the gaps go, since I started the podcast, Matt, my co-host, has had 10 babies. Okay. No. <laughs> no way. Well, he's actually on number eight or nine right now. Yeah. Uh, total kids with his with his wife who um who had two kids before they met. He's going for ten because in Texas, if you have ten, you don't have to pay property tax. Oh, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have that in New Jersey, so I stopped at two. That's <laughs> two great. is a good number, man. Two is yeah. a good number. That's a solid number. Yeah, <laughs> ten, 10 is insanity, but you know what are you gonna do? Yeah. I'm going to kick this off in one minute and we're already recording anyway. Welcome to another episode of Wild, Weird, and Sometimes Normal. I'm your host, Brian. And today I have a very special guest, David Weiss, the flat earth guy. Welcome to the show, David. Of course, I love starting off talking on mute because that's my favorite thing to do. Thanks for the intro. I, I guess you can call me the flat earth guy, but there's lots of flat earth guys out there. I'm just one that does a lot of interviews and and I'm obsessed, like many of us, with getting the truth out to, to the world. Well, you've come to one of the hardest hitting podcast interviews. My journalistic style is just attack, attack, attack. So I hope you're ready for this. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, perfect. We start recording this and, and we'll see how it comes out and we the intro kind of in the middle. We'll see where this, this starts. But I, I told you I've been listening to you for, for years now on numerous podcasts. Where did your journey go from just regular, typical conspiracies to now it just seems that you focus completely on the flat earth? What led you to that path? That's a great question. And um, I started, you know, the I started with the Federal Reserve. That was my first thing, you know, like, what is money? And I found out the Federal Reserve was a private bank. And I found out the IRS is a private collection agency. And and uh and that started, I'm like, wow, the, if that's fake, what else is fake? And then I started the Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole podcast in New York City with my friend Tim and his friend Mike Cannon, who's a comedian who tries to turn everything into a fart joke. And it was conspiracy and, and comedy. It had to be uh, a mix of that. And I love it. It was actually a great podcast. It went kind of viral. So when you say regular conspiracies, well, what that's the interesting term. I would just say, you know, big deceptions on society and there's so many of them and the thing is you know people say oh conspiracy 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 and then you know a couple of years later like oh that was actually true you know vietnam was started by the gulf of tonkin which was uh you know a, a fake attack and just all of that stuff and everything a conspiracy series says turns out to be true but now it's happening even faster and faster the difference between a conspiracy theory and a fact is six months okay <laughs> that's true <laughs> so, that's it yeah so, so, you know, look back at all the things I've been saying. They've all come true, every single one of them, okay? You know, I've been screaming about chemtrails for almost three decades, and now they admit that they're spraying the skies and, and stuff like that. But in the third year uh, of the Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole podcast, people started sending me flat earth. I'm like, that's one step too far. That's too far. And um, I would ban people, as I've told everybody a million times. You're not allowed to quote a comment on our stuff, and I'd appreciate it if you stop listening to our podcast because you're literally too stupid. Um, to understand anything, if you think the earth is flat, but then I was forced to look and, and what made me go, I won't say I'm a hundred percent flat earth because I have a, another website out there, uh, called stoplookthink.com that has all of the other deceptions on it. All the stuff that's been removed from YouTube, stoplookthink.com bring food and water. If you go there, 
why flat earth? Because I used to have a thing. Uh, and if you listen to all of deep inside the rabbit hole, it was called exposing the big three New York event, Sandy. Well, I said, I'm not allowed to say that on YouTube <laughs> and, uh, and Boston marathon. And I figured, wow, wake people up to those deceptions and they'll wake up to the rest of the world and people wake up and they go right back to sleep. You know, they're like, Oh, you know, you know, that was a different administration and that person retired and that, that, you know, government person is gone and got voted out and, you know, and they just forget about it. And they literally go back into a normie world of believing what the mainstream news says. Then I found out, you know, when I just reluctantly looked into flat earth and found out, wow, the earth isn't a globe. That's one that becomes an obsession with everyone that wakes up. When you realize that your entire reality is not what you thought. Now, like when I say, you know, for, for me, I live in Connecticut next to New York City. 9-11 was a big deal for me. People in Ohio, which isn't that far, 9-11 wasn't as big of a deal to them. Okay. People in Greece or Ethiopia, they don't give a crap about it. It means nothing to them. Okay. So there's no event around the world that affects everybody equally, except flat earth. Everybody lives on flat earth. Everybody thinks, and not everybody thinks the earth is a globe because that's changing quickly. It's one that wake, when you wake up to it, you can never go back to sleep. You can never forget about it. And the beautiful thing about flat earthers is every day, all we want to do is wake up other people. That's all we want to do is we want to share the information. And I think that's one of uh, our, our purposes here on Earth is to seek ultimate knowledge and share it with others. And when you wake up to the globe lie, the globe deception, and you see the paid agents, the just the indoctrinated agents, just the people that are defending their own prison, it's fascinating. It's super fascinating. And, you know, and then you hear statements like, there's a million proofs of the globe and there's none of flat earth. The exact opposite is true. And then there's other people who say, oh, you'll never be able to prove either. That's actually not true at all. We've actually proven we don't live on a globe. A hundred percent. What this place is, is it flat? Well, flat's not a shape. Flat is a description of level and horizontal. Okay. And when you get into the level and horizontal and parallel and perpendicular, it only works on a flat earth. But I think I answered the question. Is that good? No, I think that was great. I guess I didn't mean you know, regular conspiracies. I just meant you know ones that aren't argued as much. So you, you mentioned the big three, and they they do get people excited, and some people get anxious talking about them. Some people get fined four billion dollars for talking about them. So we're gonna take a step back from that one. Yeah, and but, that, and that person will never have to pay a single penny of it. It's all a stage show. Whether he's part of that stage show or not is a whole nother discussion. But it's all a stage show to scare people away. Just like uh, earlier this year, they said they're hiring eighty thousand or whatever the number was new IRS agents. Okay, guess how many they hired? Zero. Okay, they're coming any day now. Yeah, they're coming any day. Just like <laughs> we're going to the moon, hotels in space. Yeah. So let's give some quick numbers, real quick. I was doing some some deep diving into here. So the sun's hurling through space. It is at 828,000 kilometers per hour. So pretty fast, right? About a half a million miles per hour. Okay. The earth is traveling through space at 67,000 miles per hour. Orbiting that, that so so now you so we're going backwards, but that's cool. I like it. The sun's flying like an asteroid like a comet without a tail for some reason, at a half a million miles per hour. And while that's going, the Earth is traveling in that same speed, but running circles around it. So if you're running down a racetrack 
I'd have to run circles around you, staying equidistant from you the whole way around while you're running down the racetrack. Okay. So imagine a car, but that's even better. A car on a highway going hundred miles an hour and you're on a motorcycle doing circles around that car. So you have to keep up. So when you're going, you know, around the car in the direction you're going, you have to speed up to get in front of it. And while you're in front of it, you have to go. And then when you turn around heading backwards on the racetrack, you have to slow down so you don't lose, lose the sun. And then yes, so you have to speed up and slow down, speed up and slow down to maintain that perfect circle around the sun. Go ahead. And the whole time we're doing that, we're bobbing up and down through outer space too. This isn't just a straight circle around. Like we're also weaving up and down, right? Well, the, the, well, the weaving I think you're talking about is the elliptical orbit, allegedly, where we're closer to the sun and farther to the sun by three and a half million miles every six months. But we're also spinning. Don't forget the spin. So why that motorcycle is driving around that car, it's also doing a wheelie spinning around once, you know, 365 times in each circumference around. I mean, here's what happens. If anyone followed what I just said, their brains just short circuited. They're like, I can't figure that out because we weren't taught to think that way. It's insane. Good. Right. So I'm going to post a, a link to a Forbes article in the show notes. And I think it was giving a better description of my weaving up and down. There's a little... Uh, cartoon graphic you can see where we're spinning around. And all of this is because of, it says one simple law, general relativity. That's what gives us all this ability to do that. So general relativity, I was like, let me Google that and see you know, if that's a law. So on, I think this was space.com and their headline for February 28th, 2022 article is, was Einstein wrong? The case against space-time theory, which is general relativity. And they said that because of quantum theory, we may now have to throw out general relativity. So we, we are spinning a thousand miles per hour, the earth itself on its own. It is chasing the sun at 66,000 miles per hour as the sun is going half a million miles per hour because of something that they're going to give up on called quantum theory. Yet you're stating that the earth is just, just is. We don't know exactly know the shape. It just is. It, the, the earth is stationary, as all of your senses tell you. Water, the science of water at rest, large bodies of water at rest lie flat, testably, measurably, provably flat. Let me ask you a question. If you were in a car, in a plane, on the train, and it started moving or beating up or slowing down or turning the slightest bit, would you sense it? Absolutely, right? I, I think so. I've spilled drinks on myself I on trains. Absolutely. But we're spinning on the earth 24,900 miles every, if you're on the equator, every 24 hours. But the globe argument will say, well, that's just once around. Look at the hands on a clock. The hour hand is moving twice that speed because it goes around twice in 24 hours, right? And you can't see an hour hand move. That is uh, for a lazy mind to accept. So think about this. A merry-go-round is, you know, we're on at a carnival and the merry-go-round. And if it was spinning once per day, you'd barely be able to tell it's moving. I'm not even sure you'd be able to feel the motion. It would be going so slow. Okay. But now expand that merry-go-round to 24 miles in circumference. Now it's going a mile an hour. No problem sitting on that outside horse. Now span it to 2,400 miles around. You're on a merry-go-round. It's 2,400 miles around. It still goes around once per day, but that outside horse is going 100 miles an hour, curving, okay? Do you think you'd, 
feel that. And imagine the air was going with you. Let's because the air is in, in the helio nonsensical BS model is glued to the earth due to gravity. Right. So you think you'd be able to feel that and that turn. Uh, there's no denying that you would now make it twenty four thousand miles around. You're going a thousand miles an hour and that curve is taking you off your trajectory at over a mile a minute. Do you think you'd feel that? So all these numbers they give us, they confuse us. They they switch how we're how we're going. It's hard to prove. It it, it seems easy to disprove. It's hard to prove. Yeah, everyone's on board that we're, that we're doing this. So the big question I get, you know, is is why, and why does it keep getting reproven if it takes all this craziness to make that work? Well. Nothing has been reproven because the globe Earth has never been proven. Every scientific experiment to measure curvature or axial rotation has actually proven the opposite throughout time. But they don't teach you that in school. When you look up all these experiments, they all prove the opposite. Except in a Netflix documentary, they take stuff out of context and they make it look like a ring laser gyro proved rotation of the earth when in fact it proved rotation of the sky. And they make you think that a laser experiment that actually might have shown that there is no curvature, but definitely did not show uh, that there was curvature, was taken out of context also. And people and globers will just cling to that. But when it comes to a flat earth proof, they want every proof. I have a proof for you. We're going to talk about it at the end here. That is undeniable. And it takes away all of the Globers' excuses. And I think the Globers this week are in an emergency meeting thinking, what the hell are we going to do with this one? There's no disputing it. But we're going to get to that. We're going to save it for the end. So uh, what was the, the, the question? I, I I'm not sure. why, why they make it so confusing when there's oh. easier answers that show that well, they make it so confusing because the human mind gives up. When it becomes so confusing, you defer to authority, okay? You go, well, a guy in a bow tie who lies, who's a failed comedian, I have to trust him because he's got the labs code, lab code on, right? And then you just believe um, what they show you and you don't – you go, oh, well, a boat goes over the horizon because we're on a ball. Well, if we're on a ball and we could live on a ball, a boat would go over the horizon. But we can prove that it's not Earth curvature, okay? We can show you how it works on a flat Earth. It confuses us with big numbers. They never taught you about big numbers in school. How much uh, a debt is America in? Do you know? Oh, I just saw we hit like 1.2 trillion for for this fiscal year, and it was horrendous. Year, I think it's like yeah. 80 trillion dollars yeah. or something. Okay, and and if you've listened to my stuff, do you know how long one trillion seconds is? Off the top of my head, no. Okay, so one. So we're just gonna give you an analysis. Let's just show you a big number. Uh, one trillion is not even a big number in astronomical terms, but one trillion seconds. Take a guess on how long one trillion seconds is. Just a stab in the dark. A thousand years. Uh, 31,000 years. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so so close. that's actually closer to most people. 31,000 years. Let that sink in. One trillion seconds is 31,000 years. So let's say you and I, we're going to go to the closest star that they tell us is 25 trillion miles away, four and a half light years. It's 25 trillion miles away, and we're going a mile per second. No one has ever gone that fast. In a 31,000 years, we are 125th of the way to the closest star. We have to do that 24 more times to get there. Okay. But you say, hey, Dave, forget your mile per second rocket ship. I got one that goes 100,000 miles an hour, an inconceivable speed. It's only going to take us 28,000 years to get there. This is fantastic. Okay. Right. The other stars beyond that are magnitudes farther. That's just our close neighbor. And they tell us that these other stars are magnitudes farther, but 
with all of the movements that we have, we're traveling 4.4 billion miles a year, never to return to where we were before. All the movement of the sun, you know, 186 million miles from side to side of the sun, never ever is there parallax. That closest star and the farthest star, they should move. Just like when you're watching a light pole, a tree on the side of the road and a mountain in the distance, they all move at different speeds. That's called parallax. Never happens. Go out tonight, take a picture of the sky, mark the time, mark the date, put a note in your calendar to do the same thing, same day next year, same time, and every star will be in the exact same place. Now, you have two explanations. One, there's a crazy beehive uh, universe that we're in that's somehow so far away that you can never, there's never any change, which is ridiculous because then you couldn't see the stars. Uh, or the stars are fixed in the firmament. And one sounds a lot easier to explain than the other. Yeah. So let's go. You talked about uh, the famous guys in the bow tie. I have another famous guy doesn't have a bow tie, though. He was on Joe Rogan a few years ago, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yep. He said the earth is more pear-shaped. Because the way it's spinning, and then the uh, at the equator, I guess it comes out more with with the water there. Yeah. How come it? Why? I think I, I I pretty much know all your answers here. Why is the photos of the Earth the blue marble? Where is the pear? And additionally, well, last the- week I saw that there was a gravity anomaly in the Indian Ocean, and they went and they were searching for it. I think it's something to do with a volcano, though. But the scientist that was writing the paper said that actually the Earth is more like a lumpy potato. So we have a pear, we have a lumpy potato. Two people of authority in quotes, are saying that we don't have a blue marble. Why are all the pictures of a blue marble? Yeah, so there's a million things I want to say on that. I'll try to keep it as short as I can. Neil deGrasse Tyson also says that because of the spin of the Earth, the water bulges at the equator 14 miles high. But you really wouldn't see that from space because 14 miles relative to the size of the Earth when you're far away... You wouldn't even notice that. I'll give you that. That's fine. We'll, 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 we'll let them get away with that. If you're spinning a ball of water, the water will push to the outside, to the axis, you know, to the equator of the spin. That makes sense. Why isn't all the land going out there? Well, let's say the land is really locked into position on this solid ball with a molten magnetic core, which is an anomaly. But the water's 14 miles high. So two problems. Africa is not 14 miles higher than the level Earth. So the center of Africa should be 14 miles underwater. The other problem is 14 miles high, if I'm flying from Connecticut to Brazil, at what point does my plane have to triple its altitude, triple its cruising altitude of five miles, just to skim over that hump of water? That that We'd skim over it at triple the altitude. The answer is never. Airplanes fly straight and level at uh, over the Earth plane, the Maldives Islands, are, which are near the equator, have no tide, almost no tide. They're a foot, foot and a half above water, and they don't flood. What's going on there? Okay. So Neil deGrasse Tyson and Joe Rogan. Uh, why was Neil on Joe Rogan? Well, Joe Rogan used to be the long before Flat Earth be, started become you know noticeable and people started reporting on it. Joe Rogan was pushing. We never went to the moon, and he he had some of the best rants. And his famous quote is, "There's no way you'll ever convince me we didn't that we went to the moon. There's no way." That's what he said, and he was breaking it down like nobody else. His podcast was getting pretty big at that time, and then all of a sudden he went on a little vacation. He came back. First guest was Neil deGrasse Tyson. Joe's wearing uh, an astronaut suit during that interview, an orange astronaut suit, and get into the whole symbology of that. And then he goes, 
Eh, maybe we didn't go right. And then he gets a hundred million dollar contract. He gets his own TV show. He get he becomes you know this juggernaut. Uh, you know, money, money, it, money corrupts. Money, you know, is uh, you know, a lot of people will do things for money. And uh, Joe Rogan's one of them. I even have a quote of him saying he'd lie to his mother. He'd lie to his mother to see certain things and know certain things. And uh, so he's a liar. And uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, will never, ever, ever debate any of us. He runs from us. He says, you know, there, there's, that's one thing that we don't have to debate. In science, we don't have to talk about flat earth because it's so stupid. However, he doesn't have time to talk to flat earther, but he has time to make video after video after video strawmanning us, making false claims about us, making claims about the globe earth that are provable you know provable provably false so that's what i have to say about joe rogan and uh and neil yeah we'll we'll recap all the the typical slander i guess if you want to call it whatever that that you face that that typically you know you guys are, are not the ones saying that get leveled on you but let's, let's just try to knock some things out real quick kyrie irving and steph curry kyrie irving talked about the flat earth i believe uh steph curry talked about his disbelief in the moon landing both of them were, you know, silent on that, had to apologize. Steph Curry had to go tour the Houston space camp to understand that we really went to to the moon. Have you ever had any high-level celebrities like this or politicians reach out to clarify anything or to show support? No, the you know, politicians, they don't reach out. They're their politicians are just in it for themselves. There are um many big Hollywood people. Uh, including my original podcast um, co- co-host that I started with it with Curious Jay. He is in Hollywood and he actually had to step down from the podcast because they, he would lose his uh, very large contract. And without saying who he is, you've all seen him. You've all seen him in many movies and many TV shows. Okay. And there's uh, other people that are out there, you know, at the, at the Oscars, it was a couple of years ago. And we got some reports at the Oscars, all the celebrities were in circles talking about flat earth, right? Big names, big, big names out there that have their own TV shows made after their own name, you know, and uh, people that have been in Superman movies, if you will, and, and other things they all know, but they're all keeping quiet. Then they're encouraging us to keep going forward because if they open their mouths, they lose their position. Okay. Right. And, and they lose their money. Steph Curry and, uh, and Kyrie, you know, Hey, Kyrie, uh, that's going to cost you $50 million in sponsorships. And you know what? We might not let you play basketball this year and, you know, just back it down a little bit. And of course they're going to back it down. I mean, they love their lifestyle. They have huge bills to pay and they need their, their money. So that's how they're controlled. Right. No, I, I agree with that. I was, you know, so that's, that's good to hear about the, the Oscars. You know, that, that's interesting information. Yeah. Did you see the, the Virgin launch they had the other day, the, the space uh-huh. tourism? Which one would tell me what happened. And uh, was, I'm was sure that yesterday they had a, uh, they had a giant jet have the typical looking spaceship fly super high, then release the spaceship. And then these people inside the first you know space I'll tourism flight and... for Virgin Atlantic. You have to go I'll look go at back. it. I'll go look at it. Did, how yeah. was it? Was, could you even see through the deception? So, hey, sometimes my deception goes back and forth with it. But my my other, like, who's filming this stuff? So they have an outside view of the spaceship going out there. And there's this crystal clear super picture I'll, of it. But where's the I'll ship? Tell you, I'll tell you who was taking it. It's the same guy that took the picture of Neil Armstrong stepping on the moon. They just left him there. Easy, easy to zoom it, in. 
Yeah, he's he's yeah. there, and he he was on the moon, and he's the one that filmed Neil coming out of the you know first step on the moon. So it's same guy, same guy. Okay, uh, the same Elon guy. Musk launches his car into space. Who's taking film of that as it's rocketing past the moon and past the Earth, and you see Spaceman playing David Bowie. Yeah, yeah, and there there were some glitches in that um, where the Earth was glitching because it's on a green screen, and that we see this full circle earth but the problem is when you look at the stuff nasa gives us from the space station which is 250 miles up the earth barely looks curved because they're only 250 miles up this car was 170 miles up and could see the full circle earth okay if you can't discern the deception there i can't help you so this is where i would know i know i understand but i was gonna say this is where i I walk that fine line uh, yeah, there's no fine line, man. I'm pushing you off the cliff. Oh, today. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm going to edit that part out where I admit that I'm fully on board. So here's the problem. You know, you're fully on board. You're just afraid to say it today. I'm going to give you the courage to say it. Go ahead. All right. I might, I might jump off the, the cliff and scream. I am flat earth. We'll see how it goes. So let's talk about, I may have seen a clip or the whole hundred minute episode of your earth is level a film that came out on, on Hitler's productions. Or flat mean, uh, um, the the third uh, series in uh, the level it's called level the next level and then level with me so you saw level with me so level with me there's yep. talks of somebody shot a rocket 72 miles in the air the, the go you, fast rocket yep yep so can you cover that real quick for people yeah, i think that was in the, i think that was the next level movie um i'm not sure but it doesn't matter maybe maybe i watched all of them i don't know yeah, yeah. so so <laughs> When NASA, when NASA, SpaceX, uh, Virgin take a, a, a video, watch any launch. There's six, seven cuts within the first 10 seconds. Edit, 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 edit. Why don't you just show us the whole live, the whole feed? Because it can't because it's a deception. There's different types of deceptions. And whenever they launch something, an actual something, and I'm not saying it's a rocket going to space, it curves and it goes out into the, to the Bermuda Triangle and it crashes. Okay. And that's it. And there's nobody out there to see it. Right. Basically, you know, stuff like that has been found out there, and people are like, oh, that's just the first stage. That's a, you know, that's this, that, that. They, it's the whole rocket. It's the whole thing. If they don't blow it up in the air, and then they just show you a cartoon. So, when the Go Fast went up, it was an amateur rocket. It was sponsored by Red Bull, I believe, and they had a camera facing out and a camera facing down, never going and never looking up. I guess you know, whatever. And the rocket spun. But one beautiful thing is it was unedited from launch. All the way to it till it ran out of fuel. Um, it was an unedited picture, something we never get from NASA. Okay. And then at 72 miles, it was going really fast and it was quiet because there's no air or very little air. And all of a sudden it went plunk. It was like it went into something. It sounded like water, but it wasn't as thick as water. And it was like more like a plasma. And then it floated really weird and and then eventually came down. But two things. One, what did it hit? We had a NASA whistleblower that I was communicating with that says that around 72 miles, it turns into plasma. Then it turns into water and then it turns solid. Okay. And that's what he says it is. And he said, uh, you know, we we have the capability of going up there, but we're forbidden to go, to go up there. And I'm like, he never told me who forbid him. Does NASA or is it somebody forbidding NASA? So with that, with it, taking that all off, because we don't have any physical proof of that. While the rocket was floating in this weird plasma, it could see, you know, the black sky, what looked like a flat earth. But, you know, we can say there's distortion in the lens and it corrected a, you know, a a fisheye curve. I'll I'll give the ballers that. But we could see the moon. Okay, so 
it took off in Arizona, Arizona, New Mexico, Arizona, I believe, Arizona. And at that time of the launch, the moon was over Australia. So if the Earth was a basketball and Arizona is on the top of the basketball, the rocket was a millimeter above that basketball, a millimeter, maybe less than a millimeter. We'll just say a millimeter. And the moon was directly below that basketball. How could you see the moon if the Earth is a sphere? That alone proves the Earth is flat, but I have a better one. Go ahead. So you brought the moon, and I had a, a guest question that I'm going to pop in. So Nick, a listener of the show, he wanted to know, why do we see the moon during the day? And where do you think the map ends, our current map? That's a great question, and it's a very easy question. Um, for those of you that don't know, I have an app. It's called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock Guy. You can find all my stuff at flatearthdave.com, flatearthdave.com. It's all you got to remember. And if you have the app and you turn on the time lapse, because the sky is a perfect clock, you'll see that the moon and the sun circle around the Earth in between the Tropic of Capricorn and the Tropic of Cancer. The Tropic of Cancer is a smaller circle closer to the center. Tropic of Capricorn is a bigger circle closer to the outer rim, the outer edge of our world pond. And the sun and the moon just circle around in there. The sun laps the moon every 29 and a half days. So it's going slightly faster. So start the start them uh, 180 degrees opposed to each other, you have a full moon. And then each lap, it gets closer and closer. And two weeks later, the, you know, the sun is right next to them or right, you know, lined up with the moon and you have a, what we call a new moon. So that explains the position of the moon and its phases. Keep track of the weeks and the moons. They used to be called moons. And the, the sun keeps track of the hours and the days and the stars do the same thing. But the sun, the stars lap the, wait a minute. The sun, the stars lap the sun once every 365 days. I might be dyslexic on that one. And that way the sun slowly drifts backwards through each zodiac. And then, you know, it takes 365 days for it to repeat. So the stars keep track of the seasons and the years. So that explains why we see the moon during the day. Um, the whole why it's lit up, I think that the sun is powering the moon, uh, not reflecting light off the moon. And that's scientifically provable that it's not reflected light. And what was the other part of the question? What's what's at the end of our known world? Yeah. So so uh, when you talk about our known world, it's uh, it's I call it our world pond. You know, a pond, a lake is just a body of water surrounded by land that's higher than the water to contain the water. Large bodies of water at rest need containment. So. Antarctica is the highest land on Earth. Antarctica is not a continent at the bottom of the ball. Antarctica is the shoreline of our lake. Why do I say that? Well, one, Earth is flat, needs containment. Antarctica is that containment. Captain Cook tried to circle, and other, other people tried to um, circumnavigate Antarctica, and it's only about 11,000 miles in circumference if it's a continent at the bottom of the ball, but he went, it took him over three and a half years. He went over 68,000 miles. Wait a minute. The equator is only 24,000 miles, 25,000 miles. How the hell did he go 68,000 miles? Look at a flat Earth map. That's how he went 68,000 miles. Here's the thing. What's at the edge of our world? I don't know because well, there is no independent exploration outside of 60 degrees south. Don't believe me? Try to go. 
south of 60 degrees and you will be stopped by the military. But wait a minute, hundreds of people, thousands, millions of people go to Antarctica. Well, not millions. Um, and go to Antarctica. It's very expensive. 10,000, 20, 50,000 dollars, whatever. You go for three days. They take you to Deception Island or Rothschild Island at the tip of that little that little point which is bigger than many countries, but it's nothing next to what Antarctica is. Antarctica is bigger than the, all of the oceans and all of the continents combined. Okay. It's the shoreline that surrounds us. And so you'll go there. You're not allowed to explore outwards. You can get a job in Antarctica at one of the bases, which is just on the shoreline. And, but nobody goes from Scott base to the base, which is off of Santiago, Chile to the other base, which is off New Zealand because you can't cross over Antarctica because you go south is every direction away from the center of the flat earth. So these impossible paths that no one ever takes, these paths that they lie about and have provenly lie about. Wait a minute. Scott O'Brady went across, he trekked across Antarctica. Look at his trip. It literally went off to the side a little bit and then turned around. Okay. And when you look at these things and stop just believing the mainstream articles and you actually track you know, the ZQ pilot who circumnavigated the earth north to south. No, he didn't. He went to one side and he turned around and he came back. And it perfectly works on a flat earth and it's ridiculous on a globe. So when the MH370 flight disappeared and was over the Indian Ocean, a lot of the news articles that came out talked about how it was the least mapped ocean and not underneath of it, just on top of the ocean. Do you, do you think there's hidden lands within our general pond? Japan this year announced that they found 7,000 new islands. <laughs> okay. Let that sink in for a second. Japan found 7,000 new islands. Okay. And here's how I think it happened. Get a, um, let's say you, you've got a, uh, a sphere, uh, you know, a ball, a sphere, and you want to wrap it in, you want to wrap a map around it. And the map you have is a big circular map. Okay. And if you bring the edges of the circle down around the ball and you can touch them at the bottom, well, hey, that's the right size. Now you got to fold the rest around and you have these big wrinkled areas, these big extra areas that don't wrap around a ball. Those are uncharted. All of those areas are uncharted. And how do they hide it? GPS, the ground positioning system, which they will want you to think is done by ridiculous satellites. And they will steer you around these areas. And you'll and no one ever goes there because like why how would you go there? Well, you're following GPS, and you know, and it's only when you go rogue um, that you can find these places. Maybe the the maybe something else was happening with those um, those uh, Malaysian airline flights. You know, there was a recent episode on Veritas Radio that they talked about. It was one of the greatest gold heists in the world. And um, these planes were hidden. Very interesting story. Maybe they were running to the outer lands. I don't know. But one of, during the search, one of the ships stopped paying attention to GPS and decided to check a quadrant of the ocean out, and they disappeared. They were missing for three days. They were in invisible, uncharted waters, right? And then finally, that ship came back on, you know, and because there's no, there's no way to track where you are if you're outside of the GPS coordinates. So that's what happens. Perfect. Admiral Byrd, Operation High Jump, he was supposed to go to Antarctica and explore there. You know, one of the fun conspiracy theories is that, you know, he ran into, you know, warmer lands. He ran into green, lush areas out Antarctica, possibly interacted with UFOs and battled with them. Does any of that fit into your worldview? 100%. Um, 
Now, when you say UFO, an unidentified flying object, we see them all the time. Anytime you see something in the sky that you don't know what it is, it's a UFO. Okay. And if there's extra lands out there, you know, with other people living on other continents and they fly by with technology that we haven't seen, well, that's a UFO. But it's not from outer space. It's from the outer space here on Earth. Okay. And uh, Admiral Byrd said he found tropical lands. Well, maybe uh, he's going out farther where there's another sun circuiting out there. And if you look at understand the flat Earth model, it makes perfect sense. And in the 1930 uh, Webster's Dictionary, it says Admiral Byrd. It said uh, Admiral Byrd. What is it exactly? Admiral Byrd found more land. You know, extra, found land bigger than the United States outside beyond Antarctica. And then they had a huge ticker tape parade in New York. I believe it was in New York. I mean, massive parade, ticker tape, crazy for his discovery. And now it's gone. Nobody even learns about that in school. You get rid of, uh, you know, hardback encyclopedias, Encyclopedia Britannica, door-to-door salesman. You don't have those anymore. You go on the internet. You're not going to your other site that has videos archived and, and all that stuff's gone. Yeah. I mean, it, the 1959 Encyclopedia Britannica, not a, Encyclopedia Americana, which most people never heard of because they're literally removing it, um, had stuff about uh, Antarctica and the dome at the 13,000 feet at, at 85 degrees south. OK, that's not very high. Sounds to me like some sort of dome is terminating out in the outer lands of Antarctica where no one's allowed to go. There's there's all sorts of stories about what's going on in those outer lands exploration where they're drilling tunnels through this ice, which they call sky ice. It's uh, very, very, very fascinating. What do you think's happening in an, at Antarctica that Bono's been there? The Pope yeah. has been there. John Kerry has been there. Why are they all going to this little naval station, whatever it might be out there, this little outpost to just stare at ice? Spe- what do you think's happening? Yeah, my, my speculation is that the real controllers of this world um, operate in the outer lands and they're they're pulling the puppet strings of the people that we call the elite class those are the people that are pulling you know the politicians you know puppet strings but then there's i believe that there's the true controllers of this realm are they good are they evil um i couldn't answer that it's it's all speculation but there's tons and tons and tons of evidence that there is more land uh, other civilizations beyond this world. I mean, if you if you've looked into any of the old world tech, which people call Tataria and stuff that's right here in every city in front of our faces, you know, the star forts, look in the star forts. It is incredible. These in, these, you know, energetic structures that are built everywhere. The Statue of Liberty is on the top of a star fort where who built these? Where did they come from? Right. And, you know, we don't know, but it wasn't our civilization. It wasn't I don't even think it was a civilization that was here before us, which most people are, are never know about. We were taught that in the 1800s, they had horses and buggies and stuff. Yeah, they did because it was after a reset. But the horse and the buggies were here. And all of these buildings that we couldn't build today are here already when they had horses and buggies. So you got these incredible cathedrals and castles and buildings with crazy antiquitech on the top of the on the tops. With crazy architecture and crazy, uh, you know, sculpture that we couldn't do today, but people are on horses and buggies and they built these structures in a year. On my app, on the homeschool page, you hit the homeschool button. There's a there's a button called um, "Our History is Hilarious." It's fantastic. This guy uh, does these uh, short videos on each building and the story behind it. They, once you start watching this, then you wake up and you go, "Wow." You know, what's going on? So what's going on out there? I'm pretty sure that the rulers of this world are contacting us through there. And, um, you know, maybe 
Maybe they're going to their lands because there's all these politicians, these big, you know, big people that go to Antarctica. They go to what they call South Pole Station. If you track them, then they disappear for three days. Then they show up at South Pole Station again with no explanation where they were for the last three days. And then they go back home. Okay. What's going on down there? I don't know. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, there's a great Twitter account. Uh, it's Tartaria um, something. I'll put a link on it, but it, it shows you know the buildings in San Francisco and all these other cities from the late 1800s, early 1900s. A photograph, beautiful detail in it, and then what they've knocked it down and replaced it with, and then just ugly square. In the in the homeschool section on the Flat Earth Sun Moon and Zodiac Clock app that can be found at flatearthdave.com, there is a button for the guy on Instagram and other stuff he has that will blow your mind um, with all this old world stuff showing how we had these giant airships. And, you know, when you look up at a, like the, a, a big airship, like the, the Hindenburg, which was all a hoax to make us to get rid of airships, you see that little cabin on the bottom. That's nothing. Inside the airship is literally a cruise ship. Okay. There's elevators in there with people and, and dining halls and recreation and, and Broadway shows or whatever you want to call it. I mean, there's, there's, Thousands of people on there, right? And these things um, were in the past and they don't teach us about it. But his Instagram, everybody write this down. It's one word. I'm the improbable dreamer. Okay. Sit down on your couch one night, turn off Netflix and spend an hour going through his videos. Your entire world will blow up. You're finished. It's over. You do that. Your head's going to explode. You're going to hope that you forget what you just saw because you have to redo your entire reality. I'm the improbable dreamer. I'll link that one in there too. Can we discuss flight paths a little bit? Sure. So I, I saw, I'm going to try to pull up a book that uh, I went to see if I was able to grab. Why are you pulling that up? There's a book called 16 Emergency Landings. You can buy it on lulu.com or you can just Google it and find a PDF version of it. That's that the book I was talking about. Yep. 16 yeah. Emergency Landings. 16 Emergency Landings also can be found in the book section on the app. And if you look at these emergency landings, they make no sense. You're flying from one location to another. An emergency happens in the middle and they fly 1,500 miles off of their flight path to land somewhere. Like, how did they get there in 15 minutes? Wait a minute. 1,500 miles, that should take three hours. Then you look at the flight path on a flat earth by drawing a straight line from the origin airport to the destination airport. Huh, interesting. That landing spot is directly on that straight line. Happens again and again and again and again. We were showing, you know, flight routes, uh, southern flight routes, which are the worst, going way out of their way. And the Glober's uh, response was, well, you know, you don't understand. That's their hub. They got to drop off a pilot. They got to pick up other passengers. You know, it's about making money. You know, they'll go out of their way because they were picking up more passengers and blah, 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 blah. So then we started showing emergency landings, which there's no excuse for there's 16 emergency landings. There's more now. There was one recently going from Hong Kong to UK at 12 hour flight, four hours into the flight, a mother dies She's with their little kids, her husband dead in her seat. Well, what do you do? You land as soon as possible. Okay. They're flying over land the whole time, right? They didn't land for eight hours. Why? Right. And if you look at the flight path, they said there's dozens. Dozens and dozens and dozens of airports that they could have landed at. But if you draw a straight line on a flat earth map, they were over Russia the whole time. Okay. They were over Russia. They can't land in Russia because Russia could help and that could spark peace. We can't have that in these political times. Or 
somebody might go, what the hell are you doing flying over Russia? Why are you there? Wait a minute. This works on a flat earth. And so they can never admit it. So they can't admit they're over Russia. Do you ever bring up to the heliocentric model followers? At what point does a pilot, or has a pilot ever told you? So if you're flying around a ball earth, at what point do you correct your jet? You know, like you're, you're going you're gonna to go upside down. At what point are you, know, are you flying upside down? So the argument there from the Globers, which is ridiculous, is that gravity keeps leveling you out. You know, the bottom of your plane needs to be perpendicular to gravity, which is the point at the center of the Earth, which is ridiculous. Why does everything go to the center of the Earth? Why isn't it going to why? What dictates the center of a mass? You know, and so that's their argument. It's ridiculous, but you can argue about it all day long. And so people say, you know, oh, no, what about pilots? Well, are they all in on it? No, there's not. I just we just put up a three hour video of pilots, like 27 pilots admitting that the Earth is definitely 100 percent flat. Airplanes fly straight and level over the Earth plane on the app, uh, on the on the frequently asked questions page. What about pilots and scientists? Are they all in on it? Click that button and all that information is there. And YouTube will not serve you that information. It's all there. It in on YouTube. Eventually, YouTube's going to remove it all because but they, they can't they have to do it slowly so people don't even notice. But we have it all backed up on our Web3 server, um, which is also linked on the app on the more resources page, which is the web uh, spider web looking button. And it says Web3. All the videos are on there and they can never be deleted. The only way they can delete it is they take down the entire Internet and turn off the power. OK. Which we may not be too far from. So you know. I, think, I, think, I think it could be next Thursday, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're asking me. Um, like they're trying the UFO invasion, and it seems like they're pushing back against Grush to discredit him, and they need something to distract us. So here, here's, the, here's the thing I would sort of bring up slightly off topic, is um, we were given a good big test in 2020 when they told us to shut our business, go home, and muzzle ourselves. Um, everyone did it. Not everyone. I didn't do it, and hopefully you didn't do it, and, uh, and a lot of people didn't do it, but mo the vast majority of the world did do it, and uh, people followed orders. Uh, that was a grand test, and, uh, and humanity failed. Uh, if we had all just said, nope, not doing it, all the governments in the world would have crumbled at the same time. Uh, um, we're going to have that opportunity again. If you ask me, it's going to be the alien invasion. It's going to be another variant. It's going to be something. And uh, what I say is use your God-given common sense is don't believe it. Don't believe any of the fear of the hype and uh, don't give away your, your God-given rights and sovereignty. So there you go. Continue. Oh, we're, we're on the flights. I can bring up my, my, my proof has to do with pilots. You want to talk about it? Let's do it. Or do you want to go through your questions? No, no, no. Let's do it. Okay. So because we're on an audio podcast, I, you guys are going to have to visualize. Okay. So you're sitting on a runway at nighttime in the middle of the flattest area in the world, right? You're on a, you know, just a big flat area, no mountains in the distance, perfectly clear night, pitch black, no other lights around. You're sitting in the cockpit of the airplane and you see stars close to the horizon directly in front of you. Okay. Right. So now you, you take off and you, you climb up the altitude. Those stars are still in front of you because they're so far away. They're still there right on the horizon. Now you're going to fly from north to south. You're starting in Germany and you're going to fly down to Brazil. So you're going to fly more than halfway over the globe. Okay, you're going to fly halfway over the globe. As you start nosing down by gravity, when you are halfway down the globe, those stars that were on the horizon should now be directly over your head. You follow? Tell me. Tell me. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, no, I'm on it. Yep. Because because you're going over, you know, hold a ball up in your room and put a dot on the wall and put an airplane on top of that ball where it's looking at that dot. 
Now fly that airplane halfway down the ball. The dot is now over the airplane, which is still, which is, you know, you're supposed to believe up is that, that direction now. So we had a pilot do a time-lapse uh, from that exact route and none of the stars processed. Now they were going east to the, they were flying north to south, but the stars do move. They circle our sky east to west. And there was that, that movement, but none of the stars started drifting upwards. Matter of fact, they started going downwards a little bit due to the, due to the eastward, eastward, east, east spin. So the globe, the globe cocks come back and they say, Oh, that's because, uh, oh, oh, but wait, backing up a little bit, do that same flight on Google Earth simulator, and it shows all of the stars processing just like they would, you know, put that dot on the wall, make the airplane go around the ball, and it's going to process through the windshield up and over the airplane. And the Glober said, well, that's because the spin of the Earth is negating the rotation, right? Well, if we were traveling east, you might be able to claim that, although... We're only going 500 miles an hour and the earth is spinning at a thousand miles an hour. It would just slow it down. The problem is if it was negated by the spin of the earth, then flying in the other direction would make it go twice as fast. An analogy is you're driving down the highway and there's a car in the lane next to you going the same speed. So that's negating the speed of that car, right? You're going with the speed of the car. But if you turn your car around, you're now, poof, you're going to whiz right by that car. Okay? So he filmed in both directions. Zero progression of the stars going up. You can't say, oh, refraction, like they do with long-distance photography. You can't say miraging, because there is no miraging. You can't say, what's the other excuse? Refraction, miraging. You can't say, oh, the curve calculator is wrong. There is no curve calculator. We're flying over a ball. We're looking at stars in the sky. They're not processing. This is the only thing you need to prove we do not live on a globe. You have to fully get your, your head around that. And on the app, on the web button page, there's a whole bunch of videos under flat earth experiments. Watch the, the top three are going to have the, the stuff on what I just talked about, showing it to you, visualizing it to you. And the rest are laser experiments and stuff, which are excellent. Throw them all out because the Globers say, oh, refraction, this and that, nonsense. There is no excuse for what I just told you. I, I, I'd like to hear people refute these things. I there is no refute. And what scientists do when they come across something like this, they ignore it, they don't address it, and they wait for us to just get tired of screaming about it. This is one of those, the science is settled discussions? This is one. No, this is one. They won't even address it because this isn't even no calculation. They're, they're, well, I mean, a little calculation. You just understanding of geometry, physical geometry. We live on a ball, physical ball with a physical curve, you know, flying over curve. Those stars should process up. Hold an airplane, point it towards the dot on the wall, make it go over a ball. That dot in the wall is now over the airplane. Doesn't happen in reality because right, we live happen. on a flat earth. It, it, no. It has to happen. It is required to happen. There is no explanation for it not happening. And we did it in both directions. So you can't claim the spin of the earth. Unless, of course, when the pilot landed, the earth stopped and started spinning in the other direction. And then, uh, and, you know, and that, that way it negated both ways. Well, the earth's core did that. So I don't see why the earth itself couldn't do that. Yeah, for the Earth's core, the yeah. molten magnetic core, when in science, you can't find any type of magnet that when you heat it, it doesn't lose its magnetism before it melts. But we have a molten magnetic core, 
What they're saying is, hey, let's tell them something so stupid and see if they believe it. Humanity fails when they say we have a multimagnetic core. And the fact that you know it's below eight miles uh, is also another fallacy. So I was looking up that Virgin flight real quick just to see uh, how far it went up. And it went up 50 miles above the Earth's surface. So still below that 72 mile that we talked about of hitting plasma. But it still leaves, you know, you should check out the video and just wonder who's filming it. I'm going to check it out. I'll check it out and I'll, I'll do a video on it, debunking it. But at 72 miles on the Go Fast Rocket, we saw a flat horizon at eye level. So, you know, what, what, are, what are we talking about here? Yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, and then I did, up if the, there was anybody in there, they're just doing a parabolic flight or a free fall or something if there was weightlessness. But I'm going to watch it and I'll, uh, I'll analyze it. it yeah, so they're they're so the, bad at what they do. It's, uh, it's, it's shocking. I looked up the vomit comet to see where that goes up to. Uh, and that goes 26,000 feet above sea level. So something like maybe they went 50 miles. I don't know. I mean, that's still. Well, if they go higher our, and. Yeah, if they go higher and faster, they can do a longer vomit comet. You know, vomit comet only goes like 30, 40 seconds, maybe, of zero G. If you go higher and faster, you might be able to go for, you know, I don't know. You might be able to get a minute or two or three minutes of, 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 of you know, free fall weightlessness. Yeah, I don't think either one negates each other. It's just more interesting of who's filming this from the outside. And then at what temperatures do cameras and things like that start melting that, you know, they're up that high. That I saw the ISS in direct sunlight is at 250 degrees. Allegedly, the ISS, right, is a direct sunlight in 250 degrees, and when it's at opposition of the sun, it's at negative 250 degrees. Uh, you would just think at some point, you know, these nuts and the bolts that are holding it together, between expanding and shrinking with with you know the heat and the cold, that everybody sees in, in their house with like doors in your house in in the summer, they're not even changing that much. And now you're talking about this is a 500 degree swing. Yeah, every 90 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but tell me what batteries work out there, what insulation works at that, you know, give give me a break. It's uh, it's on it's unreal. It's so I I, I mentioned yeah. I live in New Jersey. It it doesn't get I mean it gets hot, but it's not like super hot. I mean it was like 105 or whatever the other day and that was not great, but you're in air conditioning, you're fine. But still, like our bedroom doors stick because they're expanding in the heat. And in the winter they don't stick. And it's because they're contracting in the cold. So and that's it. I mean, my house is regulated anyway. So if we're talking about like a Eight degree swing, maybe. I mean, these things are this is a five hundred degree swing, perfectly fine. <laughs> Welcome to flat Earth and fake space, my friend. Yeah, I'm definitely on board for space is very suspicious, uh, and and we're, we're pushing me closer and closer. I'm I'm, I'm a, toes are hanging off the cliff. Am I going to yell? I'm flat yeah, yeah. Earth in a minute. I you know I don't know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Coming up, what do you have on on tap? Um, on the, on the flat earth, uh, app, do you have my app by the way, Brian? Do you mean to lie to you or tell you the truth? No, you, you, you should have it. You, you, <laughs> I, have I, you know what? You should get I should it, pick the, it up. I, I, su I should, su I should support people that I like. It's not about I, supporting I, me, but you definitely can support me. It's literally $3. And if you want the subscription, it's $11 a year. The subscription allows you to message other people. It's going to be crazy. I'm, I'm adding a whole new, it's going to look kind of like Facebook where you could add friends and you could see profiles and put pictures and videos and all sorts of stuff. And it's going to be the ultimate uniter for people. We just hit 111,000 today or yesterday. That's people on the friend finder and it's going to grow from there. There's chat rooms, you can do video calls, you can do all of the information that you need, the images, the new the new ones, gonna, I have all these images that you can pull up and the gallery is getting pretty big. Now I'm going to add a search a feature on it where you can say, all right, uh, flight pass, uh, you know, the lamb, show me some stuff for the lamb, bam, and it all comes up instantly. 
But um, the the new profile section, when people are on it, when it's all done, I'm going to make it so you can fill out, hey, I'm a real estate broker. I live in New Jersey. I'm a kite surfer. I'm, th- I'm this, I'm that. Whatever you, you fill out all this information. And that way, like, hey, let's say I wanted to go to Florida. I want to move to Florida. And I say, okay, real estate broker in Florida. I could find flat earth real estate brokers in Florida and I could message them. I could check them out. I could look at their profile and say, hey, this guy looks pretty good. Hey, there's Justin Harvey. Bam. And so, you know, flat earthers only want to work with other awake, aware people. You know, the meme used to be, oh, you're a flat earther. Good luck getting a job. Yeah, good luck, Globers, because we don't want to work with you and we don't want to hire you. So get on board because uh, we're taking over the world, the flat world, that is. I love it. I'm going to try to show you. um, I'm going to allow notifications. There you go. That right there, sir. There, well, that's the that's the notification. Go, go through it and just carefully accept the proper permissions. And then when you open up the friend finder, which is the handshake, make sure you give yourself a good username, and make sure you go into the top left, um, which shows the, the, the there's three buttons on the top left. Click one of them. That brings you to the referral section, and then you'll have this random number. Change that number with a little edit pencil and uh, call it. Uh, you have up to seven characters. That way, whenever you tell somebody about the app they can use your referral code. And if you get 11 points or more, you can trade those 11 points in for the free subscription or just to be on the leaderboard to show that, hey, I'm waking people up to the flat earth. It's kind of fun. I love it. I think that's great. I think having your own community, a community that I, I just I have a toe into uh, of like-minded people who who follow this and who follow other things. And you know, for some of the ridicule, you, you'll see there's like the meme of the dinosaur and then a a comet hits it and flips like the dinner plate over and they go oh, the flat yeah, earth and like explaining. Yeah. So, so do you want to go over? Good. good. No, so do you want to, do you want to combat some of the, the negative? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll go over that. One thing I want to mention October 20th and 21st, Las Vegas, we're having flat Toberfest, a big conference. People are coming from all across the plane and it's going to be a blast. We got some activism. I got a big, I got some big banners that say got, it's got, it's got um, you know, casino chips. It says win three thousand dollars in casino chips by providing one globe proof, and the rules are play as many times as you want, no purchase necessary. And then we're going to have people out there. Everyone's going to have their app, and the people are going to ask questions, and they're going to show them the answers. And we're going to wake up people in Vegas. It's worth it just for that. Getting together with like-minded people is always fun. Flattoberfest. You can find it at flatearthdave.com. It's a big banner right at the top of the website. Flatearthdave.com. Go ahead, hit me up so, with the with the. Oh. With so I worked in casinos for a few years, and I will tell you that if you, if any group of people are going to present you with evidence, it is going to be these people who will do anything for free slot play, who will do anything for a free buffet, who will you know, <laughs> go, go to the, the ends of common decency to try to get you know, any it's, I got these before. giant color uh, silk banners with uh, $3,000 and $500 chips on it. It's like free chips. Just one globe proof. It's going to be mayhem. It's going yeah. to be fantastic. And it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a lot of fun. So is there a streaming option for people that can't make it out there? Do you have any type of you know what? Uh, just keep an eye on yeah, keep an eye on Flattoberfest, but there will be people streaming it. You know, you'll you'll find it. If anyone, if there's a good stream, it'll be on the app. You'll get it. I can the app does a pop-up or something uh, is happening where a little pop-up will come up and say, hey, this live debate's going on or here, Flattoberfest streaming. I'm not sure if they're going to do a paid uh, stream, but it'll be streaming in some way. And if not, the presentations will be uh, recorded and uploaded afterwards. It, you know, I would say 5%, 10%. 
is the presentations. 95% is the people, the, you know, the, the exhibitors and, and uh, just being around uh, everybody like that. But the, the presentations are also going to be phenomenal. We got Greg Reese coming from, uh, if you know who he is, uh, the Reese Report. He used to be on InfoWars. Uh, his stuff is phenomenal and a whole bunch of other people. That's awesome. That's great. So you had those annually, and then did you have one last year, or was that it, it, last year? It was in uh, last few years. It was in uh, Greenville, North Carolina, and now it's in Vegas this year because we wanted to kind of make it open, uh, more accessible to a worldwide audience. And uh, there's people coming from the Netherlands. I think some people are coming from Australia, right? But they have to fly upside down. You know, they start off upside down. It's a really bumpy flight, and then they come and they level out up here because we're at the top of the ball. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Are there any roads we haven't covered yet? Is there anything you want to? You, you want? I thought you said you wanted to hit some of the naysayers or something Let's like that. It. What can we do for naysayers, man? They they like to say they like to go to the flat Earth Society and yep. and tie that together. And then also the you know there's flat earthers all around the globe. They like to yeah. do. Dinner plates are round, right? So, like, let's, let's get into that. It's so stupid. We're not a disc floating in space. If you Google Flat Earth, you end up at the Flat Earth Society. If you Google images of Flat Earth, you got the disc floating or the turn up, you know, with the dirt underneath it, with water flowing off the edge. No Flat Earther thinks that. Just people that are unresearched, that are ignorant. I was ignorant before I learned. They think that uh, that's what Flat Earth is, which is stupid. And then they stop looking into it. And that's the whole purpose. Obama, six times or so in his presidency, said, we don't have time for a meeting of the Flat Earth Society because he wants you to go there. OK, if you're looking at it, wait, Obama said Flat Earth, you go there and then you'll discount it and you'll never look again. You Google my name, you Google Flat Earth, you Google Flat Earth proof, Flat Earth horizon proof, best top 10 proofs. You get the same crap. They, they'll send you and you'll end up seeing uh, Dave Weiss gets destroyed by Professor Dave, not Professor Dave, failed comedian Dave, who calls a failed musician Dave, who calls himself a professor. But if you watch it, um, you see that he only does ad homs and every single thing he says is a straw man. And uh, it's ridiculous. But on the app, on the debunking the debunkers part, there's a there's a website. There's there's, there's a channel called Mindshock, and he uh, is not flat or uh, he's probably flat, but he just analyzes debates from a logical and fallacy point of view. And, you know, and counts the, the fallacies and ad hominems that were laid out. And uh, spoiler alert, Dave, uh, Professor Dave gets a record number, I think almost 400 during during the debate. So they break it down in an amazing way. But most people that are that are globe, they're like, oh, they're the globe. They'll only watch what Google feeds them. They'll only watch a two minute video. They won't take the time. Belief is the enemy of knowing, as Crow 777 Radio says, if you're not a subscriber to that. You're missing out. Crow Triple Seven Radio, two hours in Crow, and uh, because belief is easy. Brian, where do I live? Connecticut. I told you, so. Connecticut, and you live in New Jersey. Okay, right. okay. Do we have beliefs, or do we know this? I I think I know. I live in New Jersey. I I was told I you know, no no no. Well, but, <laughs> where, where do I know where I live? Yeah, where do I, I know where I live? You live in Connecticut. You know I, I live, live in New Jersey. Do you know where I live, or do you believe I live in Connecticut? Oh, I believe. I, I, uh, you're, okay, you're you believe it because yep. we, have, we have to go through life and judge things and make decisions. Because if you have to verify everything, we'll never get out the. Well, we'll just be like, I got to verify. Somebody told me something. I got to verify. You, you have to have trust. So if you want to believe something, it's easy. You're done. Go have a beer, have a nap, do whatever you want to do. 
Okay. But if you want to know something, you're going to have to take time. You're going to go on. Like Dave White, or here's his high school. Oh, he, he went to high school in Connecticut. And here's some pictures of him on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Look, that's Connecticut. I GPS this. I can find the metadata. Yes, he lives in Connecticut. That takes time and effort. People don't want to do that. You want to become rich, Brian? You want to become rich? Inv- invent something that makes people lazier. Okay. Because that's what people want. What makes you lazier? Fast food makes you lazier, right? You don't have to cook. You don't have to shop. You don't have to clean. Pretty darn good. Okay? And uh, that's great. Know what makes you lazier than that? DoorDash. You don't even have to leave your couch to get your fast food. Okay? <laughs> right? And, uh, and, that, and DoorDash is a multi-billion dollar business. Okay? Make people lazy. People love to make things. Be- now, I'm not uh, against making things easier. Sure, make things more efficient. That is good. You can call that lazy, but you know that's the thing. And belief is 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 the lazy way to go around knowing. There you go. I think that sums it up great. I think Crow. I've listened to his podcast you know, for a few years now. He he puts out some great information out there too. I think there's a good community who are pushing at least the message to think for yourself and do your own research. And where you come after doing honest research, you know that's kind of up to up to you to decide. Once you realize that they lied to us about the globe and everything else and all of the other stuff, why would you ever send your kids to college? Because the colleges are perpetuating the lie. They're literally turning you into a corporate slave, right? Well, you got to have a college degree. I got a college degree, right? There's, there's, you know, you got to like, and when I remember when I was in high school, there's some kids that uh, they're like, oh, I'm not, what college are you going to, you know? Cause I was just all t- caught up in that system. Oh, I'm not going to college. College. Couple of them, like you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm going I'm gonna learn to be a apprentice on a plumber and a electrician and a build a houses, right? Well, all of those guys are rolling in it with large boats, <laughs> retired, you know, li- living life large and didn't waste their life commuting on a train, sitting in a cubicle, typing on a keyboard. Okay, uh, they they did what their passion told them to do, and college literally turns you into a debt slave. You want to go to college? Go, go to I say go to Crow University. All you have to do is watch five, listen to five episodes a week. That's kids, two hours a day. Get a whole bunch of kids. Get them a house down in Cape Hatteras, okay? And say all you have to do is listen to the two new episodes each week and three old episodes. There's like four hundred plus old episodes, right? At the end of a month, that kid's going to know more about operating in this world than any college kid will ever know. Matter of fact, a college kid will know less after graduating college than he did before he went to college. You know, and while you're doing that, you don't have to sit in a classroom, you know, and, you know, with all sorts of restrictions, raise your hand to go to the bathroom or anything like that. You can listen to it while you're kite surfing, while you're mowing the lawn, while you're gardening, while you're riding your bicycle, while you're catching, playing Frisbee. As long as you get the headphones in, listen and then think and use your mind and follow your passion. Okay. And that's $8 a month. They don't offer financing. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and when you're done, you are a viable person. You are a person that I would hire, okay? Harvard graduate, get away from me, okay? Just get away from me. So save your money. Buy your kid a house if you save the money. Buy him a house. Buy him a two-family house. Rent out the other side and have the kid manage it. Have him learn some real-life skills, okay? So there you go. It's funny what they push in high school. You know, they push go to college, go to college. You know, now it's astronomical, impossible to afford. You're taking out 100000 at the bare minimum. And the other day, they just showed the UPS driver's contract was extended, and they're going to max out at $170,000 driving a truck that you could yeah. have done 
out of high school. Like most of us drive every single day. And not that it's not, you know, hey, it's a hard job. I get it. You're you're there and you, you know, you have to clock it. I get all that. I'm not saying it's an easy job. I'm saying it's a hundred and seventy thousand dollar guaranteed job that you could have gotten out of high school that they don't really tell you about that you could go do that. They look down like, oh, he's gonna go drive. Oh, he's gonna go be blue collar. You should go be white collar. You should go get into debt into hundreds of thousands of dollars and and not be able to you'd have to keep buying into the system. Yeah, that it's all a total total scam. Just people and 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 many people have heeded my device and their kids are thriving. They're thriving. Don't send them to college. If you didn't save for college, good news. It's only going to cost you $8 a month. And, you know, maybe you got the kid do it from home, but I say, you know, college for me was 95% social being away from home with friends, making my own schedule, taking responsibility for it. Get get a couple of kids, rent that, let them rent the house, have them be responsible for the house, have them grow a garden, have them hike, have them learn how to kite surf, you know, whatever, whatever you want. Okay. And this kid is going to thrive in life. Okay. Thrive. It's going to be, it's an amazing, amazing world. And, you know, and let me, another thing is, in my, all my jobs, everything, no one ever asked me where I went to college or for my college graduate, for, for my degree. Nobody ever, ever asked me. Okay. It's a scam. People don't do it. And adults and kids listen to crow, learn that stuff. And then learn the other stuff. When you, when you see that the world is the lie, why would you go pay for that lie to be perpetuated? Now, listen, if you want to become a surgeon, yeah, go to medical school, learn to be a surgeon. Okay. You want to learn to be an electrician, go to electrical school. You want to learn other things. It's all on the internet. You can find it all. You can find places. You can, you can go intern somewhere right? Educate yourself, right? And and follow your passion. Otherwise, you're just going to be a debt slave for your entire life. No, that's definitely true. Uh, I don't want my surgeon to have learned online though. So if they could go to school, I would appreciate that. I think absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. And when you understand what medicine really is, now surgery, different. That's different. But like allopathic medicine, nonsense, right? It's absolute nonsense. I used to laugh at people, oh, you're using you know, uh, uh, essential oils, that little drop, like that's going to do something. But then I hurt my back and the doctor gave me these muscle relaxants that were literally a tiny, tiny, tiny little pill, this tiny little pill. I took it. It turned my entire body into jello. I'm like, what the hell? Like what's in this thing? And so I looked it up. It's 99% filler. So in that tiny pill, only 1% of it was the active ingredient. And then it clicked. I'm like, all of this stuff is made is synthetic versions of organic things. And so I don't take any synthetic medicines. I take, I have, or I have tinctures and all sorts of stuff. And I have to take very little because I learned about drinking what kind of water to drink and salts and all of the stuff. And I don't really get sick unless I stop taking care of myself. I don't get sick. So tons to learn about. And again, give it a try. You know what? If your kid's like, yeah, you know, it, you're getting ready to go to high school. I mean, to, to college, um, just have them start listening to Crow. Give it a couple of weeks, have discussions about it. You listen with them also and then have discussions each evening over the dinner table, whatever. And you're going to find a whole new world. I think that's great advice. That's good for the family. You guys can talk about it. Adults can regret their decisions and try to work backwards and get out of it. And then uh, yeah. going forward, you know, you have, a, you have a new view on life. All right. So uh, before we go. Uh, this is a horrible uh, scenario, but I'm going to say it. A big, scary man walks into your room right now. Yep. 
and he holds a gun to your head and says, yep. is the earth flat or a globe? You have three seconds. And if you get it wrong, I'm going to pull the trigger. Ready? One. Right. Hold on. You plug your stuff first. And then two. we're going to end on that. <laughs> you, you need to plug your stuff first. Where can people find you? FlatEarthDave.com. If you want to book me for a show, FlatEarthDave.com. If you want to find the, the crash course on my site, uh, videos to watch, the, it's FlatEarthDave.com. The app, the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. Make sure you get the right one. Just go to FlatEarthDave.com and click the link there. And it'll take you right to the App Store or the Google Play Store, depending on what phone you have. Everything is at FlatEarthDave.com. Pretty easy. Un subscribe to my to my uh, YouTube channels, uh, my D-I-T-R-H, Deep Inside the Rebel, all short, short, short videos. Most of the videos are under a minute or two or three. And I'm at 99,000. I'm stuck there forever because of the censorship. So subscribe to that and uh, just watch, listen to those videos. You'll love them. And also on the app, everything is linked on there. FlatEarthDave.com. All right, appreciate it. So thank you for coming on. Knock on my door. Okay. Big scary guy coming in. I have three, three seconds to answer. Two, one. The Earth is... All right, everyone. That was our show. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. Like and follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date in all things wild and weird. Check out the links in the show notes for more information on our guests. The biggest support you can offer is to tell everyone about the podcast. Until next time. 